probably want it better for me they take one look at him see all they need to see cause he don't look good on paper he's a long list of wrongs he won't ever make a million but he's Rally Podcast. You're here this week with your co-hosts Nikki T and Derek, and our guest Miss Baron Rachel's. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for uh, being here with us. Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely, we appreciate you taking some time to uh, come over here to our luxurious rental establishment. Yeah, this place is awesome. Yeah, it's ridiculously <laughs> too nice for a redneck like me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into to uh, what what's been going on with you this last year? Oh man, lots of good stuff. Yeah, we had a exciting year. We played more shows than I've ever got to play. That's for sure. We yeah. toured all over. We were literally all over the country and in the Bahamas. Yeah, <laughs> we did the Brantley Gilbert cruise, which oh, was man, that looked like a ball. It was awesome. I don't remember a whole lot of it to be quite <laughs> honest, um, but it was so much fun and it was it was almost like a mini tour, like in one week, because we met people from all over the world and oh, yeah. it was crazy. But that seems like a cool experience, and I think it's it's neat seeing those pop up, like all-inclusives and then the, the cruises. Yeah. Because, again, I think it's cool, too, like how Brantley brings all those other people, mm-hmm. and then all Brantley's fans, which he has a ton of diehard fans, yes. then become fans of all of you guys. Right, you know, yeah. They kind of trust his judgment, I guess, from the people that he took out. And yeah. he was, I cannot say enough, like, how impressed I was by, like, being around him and stuff. He... He came to one of my shows, like, oh, texted me after the cruise, told me how great it was. Like, he was, I don't know. I was just like, this Real is Brantley dude. Gilbert texting me. Right now. <laughs> yeah. He was awesome. Well, that's what we're like when we talk to you, so. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> but, yeah, so with most recent release on paper. Yeah, yeah. Just um, just drop the video for it, too? Well, we're about to, yeah. yeah. Um, it premieres on CMT on the 15th, I think. Yep. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm really excited because it's the we've done one other music video. We did one for Uber Driver. Yeah, I'm sure y'all yeah, saw. We saw it. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I mean, it was fun, but it was kind of just like, all right. I invited all my friends, and we yeah. just kind of yeah. got drunk and yeah. <laughs> like, goofed off drove and around. had a good time. Yeah, drove around and acted like idiots. But this was the first, like, I guess, legit like formal music video yeah. we did. Yeah, so it was fun. I'm excited for people to see it. Yeah, we're excited too. Um, Hopefully we'll get you to do a, a takeover or something soon on uh, on our Instagram so we can get some more people to see anything that you have would, going on. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about working at River House. It seems like y'all have a good time. Oh, <laughs> we do. We do. Just uh, just the other day, it was one of my girlfriend's birthdays, and uh, we did a little scavenger hunt, and she had to come to our office to like get the next clue to where she was going. And she walked in our office, and she was like, "I've never seen so much alcohol in a <laughs> in an in an office." And so yeah, we like to have a good time, but we work hard too. I feel like everybody, Absolutely. you know, like we have some of the be- like some of the hardest working people I know in our office. Absolutely, people writing all the time, and but we do like to have a good time. And I love being over there because it's kind of like a little family. Yeah, we all kind of came up together and have been writing together forever. Yeah, so, it certainly seems that way. Yeah, yeah, it's cool seeing all you guys interact with each other and. 
you know, the bonds you have with all the, the people that are there mm-hmm. in every shape and form. So. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think they all, all those boys get sick of me, but <laughs> we're all like brothers and sisters, I guess. That's it. Mm-hmm. This one gets sick of me all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Small doses, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, the first time that we met you was when you were on tour with Luke. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were one of our first shirts we ever gave out to oh, any, any artists. Oh, thank you. Was that in Boston? It was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. yeah which is yeah. where... Uh, I live and Derek grew up. Right. And uh, reached out to you and you did one of our first interviews. Too. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. That doesn't seem that long ago, but I guess it's been over a year now. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, that was the same week that your, your EP got dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We put the EP out right before we went out with Luke. So It's a crazy year. Yes. Yes. So when you're in the studio, how many songs did you take in for that EP? Um, we did five on mm-hmm. that EP. And then... Um, like obviously we then we did an Uber driver yeah and we done on paper and we have one more um, that people have been asking for called I Know Better that we're probably gonna put out in the next few months okay. I don't really have a date yet but yeah so when we you're releasing EPs compared to like tracks what do you think like the main difference is for you um well I mean it's fun because then you get to like think about the whole body of work too like the EP was awesome because I wanted I got five songs to represent yeah you know who I was and that was the first like real project that I've put out. So we tried to have a little bit of everything to show, like, different sides of my personality. Um, the singles, I don't know. The singles are fun, too, though, because it's like the pressure's on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one it's, song. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Better be good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think the, the EP start is kind of neat, though, because you're right. It gives you, like, a little bit of a body of work. Be like, this is who I am. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is your statement of showing people who you are, what you are as an artist, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then hopefully they get to see you on one of the live shows. Yeah. And I, I know I love seeing you live and the energy that you bring to the stage. Thank you. And we were, we were just talking with Megan as well about, like, your guys' crew of, you know, females in country music, and we think the tide's turning. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I hope so. It seems like it is. I think people are kind of, they're thirsty for it now, yeah. you know? Everybody knows that those, like, I don't know. We have, obviously, like, Maren Morris is still killing it, and... Yeah. Um, one of my favorite new up-and-comers is Abby Anderson. She's yeah. a friend of mine. She's freaking awesome. I think we're finally starting to get – people are starting to beg for the females a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's cool, too, because, like, there's so many different parts of that, too. There's rock in your guys' crews. And mm-hmm. there, you know, there's there's traditional country, and there's like, kind of, like, stuff that's a little bit funky. And it's right. neat seeing all you guys come up together. And, mm-hmm. and that's know. what I love right now, though, is, like, there's kind of room for it all. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think that's the cool thing about country music right now is, is genre and how it's expanded is there's there's little pockets of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the stuff that we try to try to help people find. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know y'all are big Cadillac 3 Yes. Supporters, and they're rock, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're going to see the Easy Party tonight, which is Kelby's other band. That's awesome. Yeah. Where's that at? It's at the basement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. So let's talk about your band. How did you meet the guys from the band? (laughs) Um, Well, my bass player, the one with the better hair than me, (laughs) um, he and I have been playing together forever. I mean, when I was playing, like, just cover gigs back in Georgia, he was 18, and... I think he actually got referred to me by another bass player that, like, he filled in one weekend. Uh-huh. Um, and then he's literally played for me ever since because we joke. We played down. It was called The Gin in yeah. South Georgia. Tifton. And, yeah. Yes, in Tifton. And, uh, like I said, he was 18, fresh out of high school. And I took him down to a college bar where all these 
you know, South Georgia college girls who were like all over him that night. And I think it was the best night of his life. And uh, so he's like, I'll play for you for free forever after that night, which he does not. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, we, we became really good friends. And then his little brother actually plays drums for me. His name's Grady. Yeah. And um, they've literally become like real brothers. I guess when you spend that much time on the road together and in a van, we want to kill each other half the time, but that's how it works. Um, yeah. And then we have uh, Dobro Chris playing steel guitar now. Yeah. He nice. just joined us recently over the that. last, awesome. yeah, over the last few months. And he's awesome and a great, um, adds to the dynamic of our band. Cause me and Rocky and Grady argue all the time. And Chris is just back there smiling. The chillest what, yeah, he's so chill. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, don't go. Yeah. yeah. The first time he played for us, he was in like Carhartt overalls. And he was like, he was like, do I need to change for the show? I was, hell no. Yeah. Like, Please wear those overalls. Yeah. So, and then Weston Stewart is playing guitar, cool. lead guitar for me. And he's like a prodigy. His, his dad has played for Brooks and Dunn for like 20 years oh, wow. and played for Dolly Parton and plays for Reba now. And so Weston's like learned from the best, I guess. So you grew up in Sparta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Not a very big town. <laughs> You graduated with 12 people? 12 people, <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no denying that. <laughs> um, then you went to UGA, but talk a little bit about, you know, being influenced back in Georgia to, mm-hmm. to get into the music career. Well, I mean, one of the first big influences for me was Trisha Yearwood because she grew up in Monticello, which is like, it's exactly like Sparta, super small. And um, she actually went to a high school like mine, super, she probably graduated with like a similar number of people. Mm-hmm. And we played them in sports growing up. And I remember when we would play basketball games over there, her picture was like hung in the lobby because she's their claim to fame, obviously. And right. that was one of the first like influences because I remember thinking if she can do it, like being from this little town, then maybe I can too. And then there's just so much like Travis Tritt and Alan Jackson. And I mean, you could go on and on about all the talent from Georgia. So it's kind of like, I don't know, growing up there, it's just everybody loves country music. You yeah. Know? Maybe not as much as me, my poor family. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been obsessed from a very early age, but it's just like in the air down there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I went to UGA, and there were a bunch of friends that played in bars and stuff, and we played a ton of, like, cover gigs just for bar tabs and stuff all through college. I joke, I'm like, I graduated, but I really majored in the bar <laughs> scene and playing out, but... So, yeah. You, um, aced, you aced those courses. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. My liver is well-conditioned. <laughs> so, I, for me, um, it took me one trip to Nashville to fall in love with the community and decide mm-hmm. that this is where I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And I think you had a, a similar story there. Mm-hmm. I, um, my grandparents brought me for my 18th birthday. My Mimi and my grandpa, they, they were big country music fans, and I grew up, they would take me to concerts growing up and stuff. And um, so they knew how bad I wanted to come. And they took me, I remember we got to the hotel room and my Mimi like laid out all the brochures, you know, that they have in the lobby of every hotel, like of all the things to do. And she was like, we're here for one weekend. You just pick all the stuff that, you know, that's most important to you and we'll do as much as we can in one weekend. So we went to the Ryman and we went to the Opry. We saw Alan Jackson at the Grand Ole Opry. We sat on the very last row in the balcony, (laughs) the very last one. Because Mimi and Grandpa also ball on a budget. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but anyway, we did that. We um, did the Country Music Hall of Fame. Rode up and down Music Row. Went to my first bar with my Mimi and Grandpa because we went to the Wild Horse. Oh, that's awesome. And listened to some live music. And, um, yeah, I knew then my mom really wanted me to go to college, but I knew that as soon as I got out of school, I'd eventually end up up here. It's just the only place I've ever found where people, like, eat, sleep, and breathe music like I do. Like you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't feel so weird. 
<laughs> so when you came up, you were started with a pub deal first and started writing songs. Well, I got up here and I, I worked. I like nannied and drove for Uber like the first couple years I was here. And yeah. honestly, I worked more than I did music, just like trying to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, but I found a good group of people that would write with me like at night and on the weekends. And so finally started learning how to write good songs. I think from I was just really lucky because I found. Some guys that were a lot better than me that I really just learned from. And then, yeah, a couple years later, I was able to sign my first publishing deal. So, And then um, when I got out of that one is when I met Lynn. And um, I had been writing with, like, Ray and Luke and yeah. Drew and all those guys at Riverhouse for a while. And that's kind of how I got in over at Riverhouse. So. so talk about that transition from being a songwriter to, like, really wanting to pursue the artist. Well, for me, the artist thing is why I moved here. Um, I mean, it was always the goal. And um, because performing live is my favorite thing. Playing shows is definitely like what gives me life. (laughs) Um, But at the time when I moved here, there were like not a lot of females getting signed at all. And honestly, even for publishing deals, I was taking a lot of meetings and people were telling me, we love your songs, we love what you're doing, but we already have a female on, you know, our roster. That would really piss me off (laughs) because... I'd be like, well, you have 10 dudes and you just signed another yep. one. So I don't know what the problem is. But um, so like for a couple of years, I guess I knew I needed to um, get a publishing deal to be respected as a songwriter. So I really focused on trying to like step out of my headspace and not just write for me. And yeah. if that meant writing for guys, that's what I did. So for a little while, I was focused on only the songwriting aspect. But the artist thing never really it was never like off the radar. Right. Um, honestly, I just really started praying and trying to um, find like a team that would help me with the artist stuff because I knew like management and all that was so important to get that get the ball rolling and as soon as I met Lynn and played her some songs she was like let's do this so that's kind of how the artist stuff took off over the last year it's great to see I mean from seeing you on you know open for Luke and just seeing the energy that you have on stage and it's obvious the passion you have for what you do. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have more fun than anybody, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I've learned so much from Luke. Like that was, it was awesome for that to be like the first real tour we'd been on because um, we're buddies. So it was nice to be able to like ask him, like, you know, am I doing anything wrong? Like you can just tell (laughs) me. Because there's like tour etiquette, you know, like that I never even knew like backstage and, um, like, I remember one night I went over the time that I was supposed to play, and Rowdy that plays for Luke was like, hey, he's like, you know, it's cool because it's us, but that can piss some people off, yeah. you know, if you go over your time. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't even know. Like, yeah. So now I'm, like, really careful when we open for other people that I don't know that we stick to our time, you know. Right. So um, being out with him and, like, learning, like, his live show the way that – the band, they, you know, they're always having a blast. Yeah. And it's, like, hard not to have a good time at their show when they're having such a good time. Yep. So I learned so much from being out on the road with them. I know you did the uh, string of Tin Roof shows, too. Yeah. Throughout the, all over the South, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. It seemed like really cool shows. Yeah, they were fun. They were fun. Um, those are my, still some of my favorite kind of Because we've gotten, this past year, like, we opened at a bunch of theaters for Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of festival, like big festival dates, um, but you don't really get to hang out with the fans as much. I mean, we always do a meet and greet after the show, but it's like take a picture, you know, yeah. like introduce yourself and move on. 
but the Tenerife dates, I always end up getting drunk with the people <laughs> afterwards, and that's my favorite. <laughs> well, and that makes connections with people too, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think one of the keys with being successful in this industry is making authentic connections with people, mm-hmm. and it's way easier to do in person. Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah, and just the Tenerife dates were really cool because a couple of them we'd get to, there'd be, like, some couples that had been sitting there for an hour just waiting because they just wanted to, like, talk about a specific song or something that they loved, and that, I don't know, that's the coolest part to me. Yeah. When somebody can relate to the words, yeah, the lyric that I wrote. Yeah. So, one specific show that I saw you play also was at Acme, where you guys did the round. Yeah. With, Mm -hmm. uh, was what, Drew and you and Ray. And Ray. And Luke. And and Mr. Dean Dillon. Mr. Dean Dillon. (laughs) I was about to shit my pants. Yeah. That was a great round. He was just backstage, just chilling. Everybody's scared to talk to him. He's like. (laughs) Makes sense. You know? It's like, he's like holy or something. It's like the country music Jesus. Yes. Yeah. It's like. It's like if you see like Chris Christopherson in the room, you're like, right? Uh, and it was him yeah, and Luke yeah. and um, Jonathan Singleton yeah. and Randy Montana Randy, in their yeah. round. And I remember he started the first song he played was "The Chair," <laughs> George Strait, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I was like, "I'm so glad I'm not in this round." <laughs> and if I were him, I would have just played "The Chair" four times. <laughs> I'd be like, "None of you are gonna beat this." Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really cool night. That was a. Uh... Well, let's talk about like Uber drivers when you were recording that video. That was it. It seemed like you guys had a really good time. We did, we did, we did that actually at my manager's house okay. in her husband's Jeep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, balling on a budget, and uh, I literally just texted all my best friends and was like, "Come hang out. Like your job is to get drunk and annoy me because I'm the Uber driver in the video." So it was perfect for my first music video because I didn't really have to act. I'm like just look annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> So we had a blast, and then um, obviously everybody's freaking out because Luke was in it. We yeah. kind of, at the end of the day, we kind of drug him in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like, sorry, bud, we need you. Yeah, well, Nicole <laughs> Nicole was in the bachelorette party scene, his fiance, and at the end of the afternoon, I was like, Luke, come on now. You know you want to <laughs> eat some McDonald's and ride around and annoy me. Yeah. And he did, so it was awesome. Uh, so who do you listen to on the way here today? On the way here, yeah. I was listening to, I only listened to Prime Country on XM. XM. 58, yeah. Ty Herndon was playing before I picked Randy up. And then I think we were listening to some George Strait right when we pulled up. All right. It's my favorite station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have XM because I don't have a long commute. So Yeah. But I, I curate some Spotify. It's playlists. crucial for long drives. Yeah. Like, especially when we rent vans. Yeah to tour like everybody were like does it have xm if it has xm everybody's like praise yeah because you don't have to listen to commercials and all and that a stuff. new station every 45 minutes mm-hmm. and like on fm radio you know everything goes to commercials and stuff yeah. at the same time so yeah. it's nice to not have to do that even though me and the band fight about what we're going to listen to all the time I mean, that's how it works that's yeah what i just love time. the old country music and they not so much <laughs> And so I have a thing where I'm going to say a word and we're just going to get like your quick reaction to that. Is that cool? To any word? No, like I'm going to say some words. Okay. And then, or, and they're things that you're familiar with. Okay. And then, and then we'll I'm just like. I'm going to respond with a word or I'm First gonna... thing that comes to your mind. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Riverhouse. Luke, St. Luke. Yeah. Luke Holmes. <laughs> uh, Dolly Parton. Hair. <laughs> I could have uh, said Trisha Yearwood. Oh, everything. (laughs) Randy McFadden. 
Oh, everything. She, she, I'm not just saying that because she's here. She literally puts up with so much. She takes care of me on Ash, the road. How about Ashley McBride? Oh, the best. And Rob Williford. Oh, Lord. Rowdy. There you go. That one was easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Um, I'm going to end with you know, a question we ask people sometimes is, in the grand scheme of things, what do you hope your legacy to be in this industry? Um, I guess the biggest thing for me is to be real. Like I love, I love this town and I have like, there's so many great things to say about it, but I feel like also, especially being a woman in this town is so hard. We're always trying to like, um, find our own lane or try to find some way to be different or do our own thing, make people pay attention to us. Yeah. And I think it can get so, complicated that we end up sometimes try to be somebody we're not and yeah. so I think at the end of the day when all this is over if I can say that I made music that was real and that I'm proud of then no matter what happens I can still be proud yeah so that's awesome <laughs> tell everyone where they can follow you on social media because it's a very good follow <laughs> and if you don't already follow <laughs> there's not much of a filter um yeah I guess Facebook Instagram I'm I'm on Twitter I need to be more active on Twitter there's probably a reason I'm not I probably shouldn't be allowed to just say my random thoughts you get some Elon Musk out there what now <laughs> some Elon Musk yeah. <laughs> stuff, crazy stuff um, but yeah we're on all I'm on Snapchat all the social media outlets and then we have a website just fairandrachels.com and yeah I think that's it, right? Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank y'all for having me. Y'all are awesome. Love what y'all do for country music. And we love what you do in country music. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So thank you guys for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow Farron on every form of social media. And uh, thank you guys, and we'll we'll see you in the front row. They take one look at him, see all they need to see. Because he don't look good on paper. He's a long list of wrongs He won't ever make a million But he's everything I want Cause I know that he loves me More than he loves anything No, he don't